Blog Talk Radio. I'm that chick you like, and it's late. <laughs> I told y'all Saturday. I just didn't tell y'all what time. <laughs> oh my God, this is a late night hot topic show. And I listen. I'm going to re. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to redo the uh, title because I forgot. I, I thought I added the title. Um, then, but this is gonna be a review. I'm gonna do a review for night a little bit. We'll talk about that later. You guys are like. Carla, you already did a review tonight. Oh, night in St. Louis. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. I know. I know. I know. I'm hearing it. I know what y'all saying. Wait a minute, Carlotta. Yes. I took my ass to St. Louis, okay? Another review. Review for you. I feel better about this review. I feel like this review is what you guys are, you guys will, it will be a little better. <laughs> Okay, so then we're going to talk about that a little, um, it's just a little bit in the show. Wait a minute, I'm trying to pull up my notes. If you're a first-time listener, this show is messy, okay? We just be, I just do messy stuff. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the show, all right? Okay, so listen, I always start off by telling you guys my week. Oh, my God, my week. It's been quite the week. <laughs> Crazy week, okay? So my week started off Tuesday morning, okay? Um, I decided I'm going to do, have to do the review for, you know, here's how it came. It came about a lot of ways. But a friend of mine, you know, wanted to see Maxwell. It's a, it's a, but anyway, you guys don't need to know how I got to the review. But the thing is, I ended up going to St. Louis. I came into Kansas City, flew into Kansas City. And we drove to St. Louis like Tuesday morning for Maxwell. We got a seat a couple weeks, maybe a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Maybe a week ago, I don't know. But um, yeah, and you know, Kansas City and Kansas City and St. Louis are not that far apart. It's just a I seventy, right? 
So it was, uh, we had a friendship. It was a girlfriend of mine who we, 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 need, we needed that time together because we hadn't spent time together in a while. So we had a blast, okay? Shout out to Letitia. What's up, Letitia? I mean, we had so much fun. We had a lot of fun, okay? Um, what happened Tuesday morning, I come in. I'm early. It's an early flight, early morning flight. I get in. And one of my bestie girlfriends picked me up, Felicia, and she picks me up early morning for the flight. And we go out to breakfast. We go to Cracker Barrel for breakfast. We sit there and talk about shoot the breeze for a couple of hours, hour or two. Then she, she comes back to my grandparents' house. She's sitting shooting the breeze with my grandparents. And then my friend Tish calls and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we're like, I was getting ready to go to the mall. because I had a couple of things. I need to get some things and something. And she's like, hey. Key, I'll go with you. So we decided we meet Tish out at the mall, and then we all do lunch together because it was, like, turning into an all-day thing at that point. And it was raining. Like, Kansas City, it's, <laughs> it was raining. Today was the first, like, really nice day. But, uh, yeah, so it was uh, – we went shopping, and we, I, and we went out to eat and everything like that. And we had a – we just – it was really fun. Great fun, okay, because I needed this, right? I needed a, a, a good day out with my friends, okay? And um, my grandmother, okay, so you, know, you guys know how I tell you all these stories, right? I have to tell you about my grandmother and my tree. You know that beautiful Christmas tree I bought them? For you, Some most of my listeners who follow me know about this Christmas tree, okay? I have to tell you what my grandmother did to this Christmas tree. I'll say that for later. Oh my God, I'm just like, really? My week is crazy, okay? But so anyway, so we end up having a great dinner. I'm tired, man. When I get home that night, I am so sleep. I just, fall. I mean, I I collapse, okay? Pussy, I get up the next morning so we can head to St. Louis. Okay, so we get up early. We head out to St. Louis. It's raining, it's a little squeaky, and good thing my friend Tishia had enough sleep. She drove all the way, okay? Coming back, I drove some, but going back, going there, oh, I was so glad because I could just rest for me. <laughs> and it was, we we had, it was just, when we get to St. Louis, you know, we put our stuff in the hotel, and let me tell y'all about this hotel I chose, okay? Because I got to talk about that. I saw this. I was trying to look for a hotel in St. Louis, and I was like, dang, where where, where can I stay? Just, you know, and I saw this hotel. It was called Ungod Arts Hotel, and I was like, it's an arts hotel, right? So I looked up, looked it up, and it had just like this coat, like this neat concept. I was like, damn, well, we could do that. So, listen, this hotel, it's only one, they say, like it in the United States. It's in the, it's in the, you know, the in downtown, the old part of downtown in St. Louis. It's a great hotel. In this hotel, it's weird. Their gallery, I mean, their lobby is on the twelfth floor, and just on the, you know, the the hotel's twelve floors, but on each floor it has a concept about art. Now I'm an art, I like art, so it was so neat. So like, um, 
they had local artists. When you get up to the 12th floor of the lobby, there's like always, they're always changing out artwork for local artists in St. Louis. And plus they have galleries downstairs below, right, of artists' works and stuff like that. So they're always changing out the gallery downstairs. And each floor has like an artsy concept to it. We stayed on a floor, like a red floor or something like that. It was really neat. I really loved it. So, I mean, it was just, I mean, it, 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 I really liked the whole thing. Um, I, I, I mean, I would encourage, if you guys are ever in St. Louis, I mean, that, and I was talking to the guy and um, who, when I was checking in, he was telling me that's the only concept of that. Only thing I would say is, you know, I thought it would probably, it would probably be a bigger deal this hotel if it was in a different part of downtown, but it was a lot of people staying there. It was beautiful. I mean, it was really nice. Um, uh, but it was, listen, I'm kind of distracted right now because people are texting me while I'm on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. But, okay, yeah, so I'm going to go into a break. I need to go into a break. So I can get these phone calls. You know, it's messy like this on this show. Sometimes I got to stop on the show to take a break <laughs> and answer a phone call. This is it. This is the Carlotta Chatwood Show. This is how I'll be doing up in these streets, okay? All right. So when I get back, I'll finish telling y'all about my week, telling y'all about this hotel. I really thought it was neat. So if you guys are ever in St. Louis, you know, I don't get paid for it and nothing like that. I'm just hyping the hotels because I just thought it was a neat concept. I was like, shit, this is a great concept. Who came up with this concept? You know, but I, I I think weird like that. But I just thought it was such an awesome concept for a hotel, like it to be an art hotel. And, like, outside it has all these artsy things going on and stuff like that. Really neat. I really loved it. So it's just Angad, A-N-G-A-D, Arts Hotel. And you know what else I noticed before I checked into it? It had great reviews. Like, it was better reviews than most of the hotels in St. Louis. It was, it, so many people were saying great things about it. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go and stay at it. And they weren't lying. We, When we walked in, we were like, wow. We loved it. The whole concept was dope. We looked at some of the artwork. I mean, it was just really neat, a neat concept. I love to go there when it's sunny and bright. <laughs> In St. Louis, okay? But I got to tell you how good my St. Louis trip turned out to be. Man, I can't wait. I'm going to take a break. Taking a break, and when we come back, I'm going to continue. This is a little odd because, you know, I'm taking a break early. But I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to talk about, I got to tell y'all about who I got to meet. Y'all know I was so excited about this. No, I didn't get to meet Maxwell. I'm not talking about Maxwell. But I do got something to say about Maxwell's meeting fucking Greeks, okay? I've heard something I heard. <laughs> well, no, he actually he actually showed it. But I've heard it from other people, too. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But meanwhile, let's listen to Ascension. And I'm going to take a quick break and get these texts, get, answer these people's texts and phone calls, okay? Give me a moment. Ascension, Maxwell, and we'll come back with the Maxwell Review. I'll talk about St. Louis and all that stuff, my hotel, all that. When I get back, y'all, it's the Cry Lotta Chat with the show, Late Night Edition. Hot topic, Maxwell Review, nice, St. Louis. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
I don't think you have to look no further.
I enjoyed myself so much that I didn't really pay no attention to the rain. <laughs> I mean, I had so much fun. It has been a few years since I've been in St. Louis, okay? It has. You know, I used to go to St. Louis a lot because I had an ex that used to live in St. Louis. I used to go to St. Louis for a lot of things. Oh, God. Back in the day. It's back in the day. But I hadn't been in St. Louis for a while. So it was really good that I got to go to St. Louis. And uh, let me just say this before I get into the Maxwell Review, okay? Uh, I got to meet some. I was at, I went to go eat at Landry's, me and my girlfriend. So, you know, I love Landry's. So we went to go eat, and two dudes was coming out coming out the thing, you know, and they stopped at our table. I'm like, what is it? And this dude was like, yo, hi, ladies. You know, I just want to say, you know, he's like, nice to meet you. And all, you know, talking and everything. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. And stuff like that. And he's like, oh, he said, he said, what are you guys, the ladies doing tonight? I said, I said, we're going to a concert or something. And we started talking to them. And one of them happens to be a bass player. And I think he said musical. I'm not sure if he said musical director. But for Anthony Hamilton. I was like, wow. And, they, and here's the neat thing. I don't know why they chose to stop and talk to us. But, I mean, because there really wasn't any flirting. They didn't really flirt or anything. I mean, and so, uh, and we didn't choose, we, they didn't stop and talk to them. But they, uh, what I loved about this conversation for the few minutes we had it was that this black man who was with this other black man, he was just so encouraging about his friend playing for Anthony Hamilton. I mean, he was really proud of his friend. I hadn't seen that in a long time where another black man is just loving on another black man. Now, this weekend, let me just say this, okay? Sidebar. This is sidebar. My husband's having a 50th birthday, his 50th birthday party in Vegas this weekend or whatever, and all of his male friends, it's like 15, 16 of them, like they're all in Vegas right now. And they kind of have that kind of energy together with each other. But it was good to see random black men have that, you know, that kind of energy. And I thought that was such a beautiful thing. I thought that was a, a really, uh, uh, just really cool. And so I've been seeing like little examples of brotherhood all week. So shout out to black males who support each other, who love on each other, even with this, with their trip to Vegas and stuff. I mean, I've been knowing a lot of these guys. For those of you who don't who know my story on here, who've been listening to this show for years, you guys know that uh, I, I, like my husband, the people he's all hanging out, I've been doing them. We all knew each other in college. When my first, my freshman year in college, I met all of them, including my husband. And actually, the truth was, of the matter was, even by, by, I think my first 10, 15 years of my, uh, of knowing, uh, it's an interesting story. I don't know why I'm getting on this story tonight. But my first several years of knowing I, my husband, we were just best friends. We were we were not dating at all. We were strictly platonic. <laughs> so it's, that's, that's a funny story, right? <laughs> but I knew all these guys, and they all have been very supportive of each other. And there's, some of them are his frat brothers and stuff like that. But I love to see black males supportive of each other. And they were like that even in college. So when I saw these two black guys, and they were so uh, supportive, and he was so proud of him. And, and his friend was really, like, proud. And it wasn't nothing like, you know, from my point of view, like somebody dating, like they was dating. I didn't see that, you know, because I know somebody out here thinking, well, it may be gay. No, that, it was just a black, two black males 
together, and one black man was so supportive and so proud of his friend. And he and it, you know, and there wasn't a throw out there like to try to impress her. I didn't catch that at all, you know. And I could catch people doing crazy stuff. It was just a more like a a cool conversation. I don't know why they stopped too. It was crazy, but you know what? In life, I have people do that to me. But I thought I thought that was so great. I felt I love displays of brotherhood where you encouraging, especially black men encouraging each other because you don't see that enough. And then I saw that this weekend too with my uh, uh, husband's friends in Vegas. So I thought that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, And I used to, they were like that in college though too. So it's not that it's foreign to me, but I'm just saying, I just really love to see that kind of energy among black males. Right. So it was really cool. That was a great uh, moment that I got to uh, get to meet uh, this person, meet these two people. I was really, it was really nice to meet. And the guy did really great that night on stage, too. Um, next up, guess who I got to meet? Oh, first of all, let me just say this. My grandma had went to Sweetie Pie for me. Her and her friends went up to St. Louis about five years ago. Five or six years ago, what's the five or six, maybe seven years ago, six, seven years ago, when I was home, Sweetie Pies was at its height. When they, was, when, they was on, when they was on cable, on own and everything, my grandma and her friends, <laughs> Sweetie Pies, my grandma said, Miss Bobby, nobody's even there, whatever. And I love Sweetie Pies. And one of the things y'all got to know is I love me some Miss Robbie. I am crazy about Miss Robbie, okay? So we go to Sweetie Pies, but I've never been. We go to the upper crust. And it's so funny because maybe because they're off TV, you know, the, in, in, since COVID and stuff, the line at first, we were like one of the first people in there, okay? So we get into the restaurant, get my food, and this lady comes out. I'm looking at her. I'm like, is that Miss Robbie? I'm like, shut up, I mean, Miss Robbie. <laughs> right? Oh, my God, Miss Robbie is so beautiful. See, listen, she is beautiful. Like, you know, she's one of them women that they never, they they never, they're always pretty their whole life. Miss Robbie, Miss Robbie got to be about 79 or 80. Miss Robbie looked good, honey. She had her little blonde wig, face all made up and everything. And she's come out. She was on the line serving. And so, so this, this group, this lady in front of me was like, Miss Robbie, what you doing in here? And she said, girl, she said, that we, she said, we ain't got enough help or whatever. And she was just so kind. And she she came over and started talking about, baby, what you want and everything. And she was like, she said, I, she said, cause she was telling us that she didn't have enough people to work. She said, that's why she was working that lot. She said, she looked at me, she said, but I'm going to give you all, she said, you don't you mind if I give you all some of these applications so I can give you some workers. I mean, she was fun, had, every, had us laughing and just talking. I was so, I couldn't take a picture with her because when I turned around, the whole, a huge line behind us, okay? So it was like she she was really working the line. And, you know, Charles's mama was there working the line. I got to meet her. She helped me. Hey, give me Miss Robbie's CD. Oh, I bought some t-shirts and she gave me Miss. She put Miss Robbie CD in the bag for me. Y'all know I love me some Miss Rob. I was so happy to see Miss Robbie. Okay, it was a moment for me. I was like Miss Robbie. <laughs> beautiful. Now, what about the food? The chicken was okay. Okay, I taste better chicken from other soul food places. But let me tell y'all about that macaroni and cheese and that cabbage, honey. Macaroni and cheese, cabbage, and what else? 
And I said, I have, I only have two thousand. And that cornbread, shit. That shit was good. Don't, I, I almost want to drive back to St. Louis before I leave Kansas City just to go get me another plate for Miss Rock. The chicken was good. It's just I had tasted better. But the chicken was damn good, though. Don't get me wrong. It was good. It's just I didn't feel like it was seasoned enough. But it was good. Okay? But hey, nobody fucking with Robbie's uh, macaroni. I'm going to tell y'all that now. The cabbage was bomb. And that, uh, uh, and the, uh, uh, the, uh, cornbread. It was good. Okay. And my girlfriend, she had the oxtails. And you know, she crazy. I said, how you have oxtails and we got to drive back? Because, you know, you can't eat, really, it was done for us to be going to eat soul food. But it, the thing about it is, Miss Robbie then was only open on, on uh, Thursday. So that's why we had to go. Thursday through Sunday or something. I forget what the dimes are. But they weren't open on Monday, Tuesday. I can't remember. It's something. It's kind of an odd schedule. So we had to eat. We went and decided to eat the day right before we were leaving. Why wow, we chose that? See, I ate a light soul food, but she don't have oxtails. She had some yams. I take some yams and yams with mom. The oxtails look good, but I didn't want none of them because I knew what that was going to happen. I was like, I ain't trying to go sleep. Okay, because we got to drive. And we, I mean, it's a little, it only takes about three and a half hours or two, sometimes two, and it depends how you're driving to get to four hours to get to Kansas City. But shit, it's a long time when you have some good ass food, okay? Especially when you have some <laughs> But let me tell you, Ms. Robbie was a treat. I wish that, and my grandmother was like, oh my God, Miss Robbie was there. She was like, oh, I need to be Miss Robbie. My grandmother loves Miss Robbie too, so I was. So, uh, I was so happy that I got to meet Miss Robbie. And why is all of that? Why did all of that happen? Because I went, I'm like on tour with Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell brings great things to me. <laughs> you know, I feel like Maxwell's a part of my soul tribe. <laughs> it's some sort of odd way. Right? Okay. Now it's time. So I'm going to go back. That's what I got to do today. So I got to go to Sweetie Pie's Upper Crust, and I got to meet Miss Robbie. So I, and, and, you know, all the staff and everything, the staff that was there, they were really nice. The guy who was helping us, he took, you know, he took our place. He was really cool. He put it, you know, he's talking to us, laughing, joking. I mean, it was fun, okay? That's why I said the St. Louis trip was so fun to me. I even got to do a little shopping in St. Louis. I had a blast. I bought this odd-ass, now I'm trying to figure out why I bought this shit. <laughs> I bought this odd-ass piece, like, but I probably use it. You know, I buy odd pieces sometimes when I see them out. I was at this uh, beauty store or whatever, uh, and I like, sometimes beauty stores have great, like, odd trinkets and jewelry. You know, sometimes I like hood girl jewelry. And so I was, like, looking for little different things, like, you know, little decorative. And we went to this beauty supply store that was high as fuck. They had a lot of neat stuff in there. And one of the things they had was, like, this rhinestone, this beautiful rhinestone uh, mask. Like, you know, like, uh, and I like shit like this. I watch <laughs> it like this. But uh, they had this beautiful rhinestone uh, mask. Um, he only had a couple of them left. And, uh, like, the Mardi Gras. What's that? So I, for some reason, I was so dark. I like pieces like that, so I bought it. There, I mean, but it was fun little. I got to do fun little stuff. 
I mean, I got to go some fun little places, do some fun little things. I enjoyed this trip tremendously. I enjoyed my company. I love Tish. Tish, my friend Letitia, since we we were kids, she has always, and we've known each other since we were like 11, 12 years old. She's always been the adventurous one. She's a Libra. She's always been very adventurous. <laughs> she used to ride her bike over here. See, and I was a little bougie little girl. I didn't ride bikes. And I was like, I don't ride no bike traveling. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, I catch the bus. <laughs> but she taught us how to ride the bus and everything. So she still has that great adventurous spirit. And I love that because I am, you know, I like adventure. I'm a person who likes to take I hate monotony. So so it was, I had a great time hanging with her. And, and like, you know, it, we just we just had so much fun, okay? So. Let's get to the Maxwell concert, okay? Y'all like Carlotta, you know, wait through the second Maxwell. <laughs> yes, okay. So let me tell you something. In St. Louis, I love the St. Louis crowd. Maybe because, you know, it's Missouri. I'm from Missouri. I'm from the Show Me State. So I can appreciate our neighbors, our country neighbors. To the, is it to the, is it to the, I said to the east. We to the west. Well, our country neighbors to the east. Now, St. Louis is the country to Kansas City is bougie. Like Kansas City is a bougie country. St. Louis is straight up country. <laughs> right? But I appreciate the energy they had in the crowd. I love a down home crowd. Okay? And Midwest down home is different from even down south. Personally, because down south done got bougie because it had a lot. It's got a lot of implants in it. You know what I'm saying? Like a, you, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people who didn't live in down like Atlanta is no longer. When I to Atlanta years ago, the real Atlanta people was there. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, care, I don't care nothing about Atlanta being black Hollywood and stuff like that. It's to me, it's gentrifying out the the whole energy of the place. But. When I went to Atlanta years ago, I mean, I got to see the real Atlantans, I lo- and they just are hospitable and kind and fun and everything. Even when I was there last time, why? Because of who? Maxwell. <laughs> right? So when I was in, went to Atlanta last time, I was like, where's the people? Where are the real people? And they were saying, this, this one of our Uber drivers was telling us about this festival. We went down to this festival. Oh, my God, we had a blast. I mean, you know, it was like real Atlanta down there. It was like real, like, down home, you know, not no bougie. <laughs> but it was a lot, no bougie implants. Well, that's the great thing I still like about the Midwest, like St. places like St. Louis and stuff like that, because they haven't been inundated. Is that the right word? And they haven't been infused with people running from the coast because they're, it's too expensive. They haven't been our people all around it. The Midwest is still kind of what's considered boring to people or something like that. And so Kansas City and St. Louis and places like that still have that purity at heart, you know. And I can appreciate that. It is We're not tainted. Like down south when I went to the Dallas, several concerts I went to in Dallas, unless you go into the real like the blues ones or something like that. They kind of bougie now. I said, I bet they weren't bougie like this years ago. Atlanta too, kind of bougie. But I did like the Atlanta crowd. The Atlanta crowd was cool when I went to Maxwell. They was good. But I didn't see, it didn't seem like overly inflated with celebrities or something like that, you know. But 
the St. Louis crowd, they, let me tell you, they was kicking it in between, had a DJ. I mean, you talking about, I mean, pimp sushi, all the stuff I like to see. <laughs> so I love the crowd. I love observing the crowd. I'm an observer. The crowd looked like it was having a blast and everything, even before anybody got on stage, okay? So I can appreciate the St. Louis crowd. Shout out to my fellow Missourians. Show me state, okay? Uh, so then it was time for Joe. Now, Joe did start with Big Rich Cow. I got to hear Big Rich. To me, he doesn't make the entrance, right? And I guess, let me just explain this, because, he, because he's the first person. If he was second, Joe would probably have a great interest to Big Rich Cow. Like, if I was him, I would have all the legs out wait for a minute and let Big Rich Town go to, like, the first verse. I know you don't want to lose your lose your um, um, time because he only has so little time, but it would be dope if you did that. Uh, but I love Joe, okay? Joe is sexy as hell. Joe is sexy. I was like, damn, you look extra sexy that night. I don't know what was going on. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's rain. I was like, but maybe, and maybe because I could, I saw really good, like where my seats were, my seats were extra awesome. They were so good, man. I love them. My seats are really good in California, too. <laughs> and it's so funny. One of my good girlfriends, who loves Maxwell, too, she is going to the L.A. show. She's like, I wanted you to go to L.A. She called me. I was like, damn, I'm already going to San Francisco. And it's the day after L.A. I'd have to rush back in to L.A. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Right, but she's going to the L.A. show, so she's, like, all hyped about that. But Joe was, had the St. Louis, Joe was, Joe was great. There's nothing to say bad about Joe, okay? Joe is a good performer. Uh, People love him. It was hype. I mean, you know, I feel like people are coming in still a little bit on Joe, but I really love uh, how he has his playlist set up, you know, and I'll be forgetting, I'll be always forgetting to say about, um, um, what's that song? Uh, Broken Glass, Faded Pictures, Faded Pictures. I love Faded Pictures. I, I always I always forget that he's seen Faded Pictures. Now I have a lot of video from Joe's performance, but I have a loud friend who thinks she can sing, <laughs> and she out on the video. And now what's good? I'm like, damn. <laughs> and I wait. Let me, let me see. I got a whole lot. Y'all gonna be like Carlotta. Carlotta, you always all over the place. Listen, sideboard. I had to break down the weekend before this trip, y'all. I had to break down and get a new phone. My iPhone, my eight plus was. You know, I don't like to change phones. I shit. I do not like to change phones. My eight plus. People talking about they couldn't hear me. Yeah, what you say? <laughs> And I was trying to hold on. I was like, no, oh, I don't want to get a new phone. <laughs> I don't want a new phone. So I had to break on down and go into the AT&T store and get me a new phone. They talked me into the 13 Pro Max. And listen, I love the shit out of that phone. I'll probably keep it for another five, ten years. <laughs> but it picks up everything. The new Apple phone, it picks up everything. It picks up every 
like anything that you you say or whatever, like you know, on my iPhone before, I mean, I could take and you know you could hear me talking, but you couldn't hear me that clearly. Not that new Pro that iPhone thirteen Pro, they cheap. You you hear everything, and Letitia's voice is. I, let me tell you, you can tell she had a good time. She sang every Joe song. <laughs> that was. <laughs> and it caught all the people around singing too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so my video is more funny than anything. I had to put a disclaimer on my live saying, hey, that ain't me singing. This is live on this I was getting ready. <laughs> I'll be on both. <laughs> but no, it we it was it was fun. It was people singing with Joe, enjoying Joe. Joe looked very good that night, very handsome. I enjoyed it. Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton, I felt like his set was a thousand times better than what I saw in Dallas because I can hear him more. I heard the music more. It was really like great. I enjoyed his set so, so much, okay? Amy Hamilton looked good that night, too. Looked very handsome. I love the white, the pearl, and stuff with the pearl hat. I mean, God, yeah, he looked great. And I just really loved him. You know, I can't say enough about his band. I love their vibe. Even though sometimes they seem routine, I still like their vibe. They just have this cool vibe, and I really like them. The audience really liked Anthony Hamilton. You know, it is country St. Louis, okay? So Charlene and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they they here for it, okay? Now, it was a lot of Kansas City people at the concert in uh, St. Louis. How I know? Because we had a lot of Kansas people in our hotel. I mean, so it was, and we were seeing people we knew. Why did I skip Kansas City? Really? Come on now. Why well, I feel fancy? Maybe because Maxwell, I, you know, here's the thing, too. I actually thought it was going to hurt them because, well, at least, you know, here's the thing. It's been two years since anybody had a concert, but Maxwell was heavily touring before, I mean, the last two years before the pandemic. And this is, this is quite amazing to me. This is a sidebar. But Maxwell, this is this is a testament of how much people love Maxwell because Maxwell is out here doing the fucking night tour with no night out. <laughs> no, I said what I said. He's out here doing, he's out here tender swindling us of the music. <laughs> he got a little swindle going on. He got the night tour happening and no night no night album. And I heard that his album, like he had an interview, and he was like, I think it was uh, in Atlanta with Tigger or something, and they asked him when the album was coming out, and he's like, summerish? I'm like, huh? Negro, the tour was going to be up. How are you going to put an album in the summer when this tour been going? And he was heavily touring a lot before. <laughs> He had toured, like, I saw Maxwell in 2016 with Mary J. Blige. Then I seen him again in 2017. He did two, two, he did a small, like, little tour 
and one of the things he did, he did uh, in in Vegas. He went to Vegas to see him, okay? And he did, like, he was doing it, and it was called the night tour. He was blaming the night tour then. <laughs> Talking about night is coming. He was saying night is coming. He was saying night is coming in 2016, 2017. Boy, BMG, don't let him get away with this stuff. Don't even let him get away with it. Then... In 2000, what did I see? When I see Maxwell again in 2018? Did I see Maxwell in 2018? I think I did. I just can't remember. It's Atlanta. No, Atlanta was in 2019. No, I did see him in 2018. Kansas, what was it? 2018. He was at the, uh, he was at Midland in Kansas City again. So I came to Kansas City to see him again. Well, he didn't, he wasn't calling it a night tour. I don't know what he was calling. I don't know what tour this was. I don't know if he was still the Pretty Wings tour. That's what he was coming out of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he named the tour, but that's what he was coming out the moon, the big old moon. <laughs> but listen, he still, he, you know, he's he been running around here touring with no new music except for I'm in the zone. <laughs> I got to talk about him. I ain't got to his part yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting ready to get to Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell is hilarious. So I'm like, you are such, I mean, you know, he can get away with it. I have this class of pearly white tech women in there buying the everything, okay? So pick it off. <laughs> my mother told me the other day, my mother, she, my mother, my mother's sidebar. We got to talk about my mommy. And, you know, my mom is a spiritualist, but she can get really weird. <laughs> I ain't lying. I said, I'm going to bring you on the show where they just talk crazy. I said, but I'm scared of what you might say. <laughs> but she said, I think you under some sort of, I think that's what I put you under some sort of thing. I said, he might have his ears. <laughs> no, this I don't know what they say about y'all. <laughs> but anyway. She, so she's like, she was telling me how these celebrities play this this thing she was watching on YouTube that was crazy. I said, quit watching stuff like that. But she was saying how celebrities play roles or something. It was really, it was nutty. I have to tell y'all about it. It's crazy. She's talking about Maxwell. And she's like, y'all got to be under something because y'all like, y'all be like, she said, y'all really uh, 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 following that man. When I was going to see him in concert, he was all right. <laughs> I was like, nope. You don't understand. You're not an only only fellow Maxwell fans maybe understand. But I had to laugh at that. Her 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 whole concept. She gave she gave me a whole concept about Maxwell sister. But going back to the show going back to the show, Maxwell comes out the visuals are dope. This is the first time I get to see all the visuals. The visuals were fire. And let me just say this, I love the way that Latina was dressed. Finally, she didn't look over-the-top stuffy. She had some nice thigh-high boots, a nice classy outfit. That, that, that necklace thing she had was dope as fuck. She looked good. She looked good. I like that. I was like, yeah, she don't look as She looked like she – and then he had another person up there next to her. The trumpet guy. What was the trumpet? I think it was the trumpet. I mean, that. But he looked like he was singing background, too. I don't know if he was acting or what, but it, it looked good. Okay? It looked, I was like, yes, yes. It was a night, but the visuals were stunning. Okay, 
So I was so happy to see that. That was beautifully done. The stage set up, everything. Maxwell pops up. What I didn't notice in Houston is the fucking moon. <laughs> There's a moon behind them. I love moons, too. I'm a big person on moon cycles and stuff like that. So it's funny. It cracks me up. So when I see him doing the moon thing, it's always funny. But um, he, uh, the visuals alone to me are such a great part of the show. It was so neat to see all those great visuals. Um, he comes out, like I said, to something, something. I think the crowd loved that. Uh, oh, no, he comes out to actually Phoenix Rising, okay? Now, in the middle of, uh, of which I didn't know this before. I didn't know, because, you know, listen, I love the, I, I, I feel like I love the idea of the Phoenix. You know, I'm a Scorpio, so I love the idea of the Phoenix. And I love that song from him. It's an instrumental from his band. I guess it's band or whatever, but I love that song. And I was so surprised when I heard it. I was like, is that Phoenix Rising? I didn't know that he was playing that before. But he came out to that, and it was really great. I love the visuals, like the red representing, like, the burn of the scenic. Were you, were you meaning to do that, Maxwell? Like, it was so, I felt like it was so symbolic. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that part. I felt like it was very symbolic, very uh, um very interesting concept, okay? And uh, there, um, but but in the middle of this, my girlfriend goes out to get drinks, right? This is a sidebar, okay? So she's calling me on the phone trying to get me to come get my drink because she can't walk out of stuff in these heels and it's by me she got. And I'm like, Heifer, do you understand Bay is on? I don't move when Bay is on. <laughs> he getting ready to come out. What's going on? I ran up there, got my drink before. I did it all before Maxwell came out. I was like, I am not going to miss the beginning because she wanted to get drinks. <laughs> I got stripped, right? But it, I got there in time. I got to see the beginning. I got to see a whole visual concept. I loved it. felt like I was like, yes. I felt like I was seeing it. And I'm, I'm very observant. So I'm watching the whole thing. I'm looking in the back. I'm looking how things are done. You know, I just be paying attention to people, right? So I really enjoyed it. Now, Maxwell himself, Maxwell is hilarious. Maxwell, to me, is kind of a goofy. He's very sexy, but he'd be very goofy, too. I was trying to really, I like that about Maxwell. Uh, he, I think he had a lot of fun. <laughs> he had a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, was, I think he was improvising on a lot of songs. It was interesting to hear. <laughs> I was like, what is he singing about? <laughs> like, I think like, he was. And he likes to make up stuff. I, I think it add on to songs. This is kind of cool. It's kind of cute. <laughs> so, it's, 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 you know what? Something I didn't notice before, I think, in Texas, that I don't did he did he just add Fistful of Tears? Or did he sing part of Fistful of Tears in Texas? I don't think I remember that. Did he just add, like, part of Simply Beautiful? He sang a little bit of Simply Beautiful. And then he, can he sing a little bit of Simply Beautiful or Fistful of Tears or something like that? I can't remember. I'm not a big Fistful of Tears fan, okay? I know everybody loves people love that song, okay? Oh, my God. I'm just not. Hey, don't be mad at me. I'm not a big Fistful of Tears. The videos, the video was awesome. It was the visuals, though. But I just don't like the song. Love. But, however, he did that. He did it so well. His vocals sound excellent. And that's why you sound really good. You're... 
your voice sounds really good. I'm still wondering why you're not doing this one as well as uh, interesting. Until the cops come knocking. I'm not happy about that. Um, I feel like he was very, he seems much hyper. I don't know. He seems like he, and maybe because the blogs have started reporting about Maxwell. You know, and let me tell y'all something, okay? When I see a, a bunch of blogs randomly talk about somebody they hardly talk about, I wonder if not, like if the publicist sent the video out of him doing that little dance, that wine dance Maxwell does to all the blogs. Because blogs probably talk about Maxwell. Why? Because Maxwell is such a silent guy. It's just like when he was dating Jalissa. What's the girl, Jalissa? Okay. I was like, they had to send that out because nobody pays attention to him in that way because he's very private. Now, I think with the Diamante, what's that girl's name, Diamante, the girl, the, the Lithuanian, y'all, when y'all was mad at him and y'all said, let the Lithuanian go by you, <laughs> that's my favorite. My favorite line ever when y'all, when the, y'all was mad at Maxwell back in the day. Buzz, a lot of black women mad, and they said, let the Lithuanians buy your ticket. When somebody said that, I was laughing so hard. And check the numbers, bitch. That's my That's my other thing. Maxwell funny. When y'all be mad at Maxwell. But I think when he was dating that girl, he, the blog, I thought that was strange that the blog picked that up because I'm like, nobody ever follows Maxwell. I mean, because he's just so quiet. So it feels like somebody had to send that. Just so when I saw him actually like the twerk on everything, I was like, oh God, he sent that little publicity. But it's really, it's gotten around and been real popular. Uh, him kind of, he's not twerking, but he's doing like this wine and everything. Y'all got to see it. It's actually pretty good for a 40-something-year-old guy. It was like for a 48-year-old guy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know what I was thinking. I was watching. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's pretty uh, impressive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think that helped uh, a little bit because everybody, because when he, he did that, he kind of did that in St. Louis. He did the same thing. And he seemed much more hyped because people, I think, were looking for him and expecting him to do it. He did it on Lake by the Ocean. Now, there was a funny part, okay, <laughs> during the show. He goes, he said, do I have any uh, patients of Puerto Ricans in the building? He's quiet just like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, boo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's like, okay, well, if I'm the only one in here, I will represent all the Lake Valley <laughs> You know what I feel like right now? I feel like Maxwell is finding a side of himself that he, because I've never heard him in, until the last recent years really talk up his background, which is good. I like that. I, I don't have any problem. It's just, but it's just interesting. So I feel like he's, he's, he's really in the midst of finding himself as, as, just not as an artist, but as a man too. And so it's interesting to see how he uh, wove, I guess, weaves that into his his, his music and his, uh, I mean, his, and his tour. I mean, because like, I, I, it was funny when he said that. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> But I noticed he does that, uh, he's been doing that a lot more than when he first came out years ago. I mean, you didn't, you didn't see much talk about it then, but now I feel like he's embracing more his Caribbean roots 
and he he still I, I like that. That's good. That's that's really good. I I think that's cool. It's nothing. It's always great when a man embraces who they are. Um, what else did he do? He did always and forever. Yonner, I don't like him. He does always and forever. And I was laughing. The person, the girl that was with me, she was a part of the wedding party that I talked about. Remember I talked about on the last of you how I can't look at always and forever the same. And I talked about the story of my friend's husband singing at the wedding. Well, she was the wedding in the wedding party. She was the friend I described who was trying to look everywhere but at me. <laughs> and I was laughing at my friend's husband because he was singing always and forever. And so whenever I hear always and forever, I only think of that wedding. And when, it was so funny. When he started performing that, my friend just looks at me and we start laughing. Because she knows me. I'm like, I said, I said, you remember telling me that? He was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a funny. It's a funny thing for me. I don't know. I Oh, and here's another thing I noticed, too, this time, which I really love because I had this thought. I had this concept. And it's weird how Maxwell, like, you know, sometimes your thoughts go out into the airwaves. I don't know. But when I saw his, ooh, you know what Maxwell should do? Maxwell should play, you know, I was thinking in my head, but I didn't want to say nothing. I was thinking in my head, but I was like, well, how can you make that show better? Because I'm looking at different things. I said, you know what would be neat? Because I was listening one day to Temptations Treated Like a Lady. I was listening to a lot of old school songs. I said, what would be neat is if Maxwell played some old school, like, people, like, and, and before he comes out and kind of like a lead to his, to him coming through, like, the energy, bringing the energy of old school R&B, because I feel like he plays off place to that old school R&B. And he did something, at least it seemed like they did something kind of like that. I think they played a few old school songs right before he came out, and I feel like that was a part of his set, which I loved. I love that concept. The only thing I would do differently if that was a part of you, because I don't think the DJ was playing anymore. I believe that was a part. Because I heard Marvin Gaye. I forget what song from Marvin Gaye it was. And I heard a couple of other things. Only thing I would do, because you have all those visuals and shit, I know it takes time. I know every time is important and stuff like that. But what I would probably do is actually play videos like Marvin Gaye, a little bit of sexual healing, a little bit of um, Donnie Hathaway, a little bit of maybe Roberta. I just throw in, like, different artists, like, playing videos and them singing a little bit, you know, and then boom, then all of a sudden, you know, Phoenix Rising starts playing. I don't know if I, I might even take Phoenix Rising out, but I understand what the energy of Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising starts playing, and then you come out. But it would be dope if you came out straight from that. But I liked it. I love the whole energy of the play of the old school artist. I think that was him. I feel like that was part of his set, and I like that. I love that. I think that was a dope-ass concept because it brings the energy of, like, it's like a kind of, it's like a kind of an ode to a tribute to the artists that came before you and what you're born out of. So I love that. I thought that was really neat. So I noticed that this time. What else did I really like about it? Um, let me just say this. Gotcha. That's why you're beautiful. Can I just say that? <laughs> beautiful guy. Uh, he looked really good. Hair popping. Hair looks like. But Michael, can I just say this? I like the hair. It's sexy, and I'm glad I got to see it, you know, in my lifetime. <laughs> However, I feel like he's let go of sexy back. I'm like, where is sexy that's <laughs> Straight hair back, though, we'll see a little bit more. 
rugged and sexy. He seems like he's trying to let him go. I want it all merged together. <laughs> but he's too either way to me. I don't think he needs the hair. I mean, he get, the hair is great. I'm loving it. But I'm a type of person. I mean, he, I understood he was saying, like he said, he's tired of the hair. He looks good either way to me. I think Maxwell is a beautiful man either way. So to me, the hair, no hair, hair doesn't make a difference, okay? I really enjoy uh, uh, that. But I love the throwback to it. Okay, I love the throwback. And you know, I just like to touch the hair. Like, <laughs> okay, now you do it too much. <laughs> okay, now let me talk about uh, what I've been hearing about me. Maxwell played a, a little, uh, what's it, a, a guy who was a guy who came uh, to his show, and he was a really big fan of Maxwell. And he, Maxwell was playing this little video of him on his page, on one of his pages or whatever. I'm currently protesting Maxwell because there is no night album, so I refuse to follow him on Twitter, for, on Twitter or Instagram because I said I'm only gonna follow him on Facebook until I get a night album. That's my little protest. <laughs> my friend was like, I thought you was gonna stop going to college. I'm like, I'm, I said I was, but I can't. I gotta. I can't. It's like a I, Maxwell's like a drug problem here. <laughs> so I can't do that. But I am protesting in my way, in my own way, <laughs> right? But he showed this little video of, of this guy who was so hyped to see him and stuff. He goes backstage and meets them. And what I noticed is <laughs> they have a meet and greet. And Maxwell was talking about how he was, you know, I guess he was trying to say how great the guy was because he was real cool about this meet and greet where they had this wall. And I thought people was lying when they say they had this little, it's not a wall, but it's a little plastic or something. In between you and him, <laughs> we talk to you through the passes. First of all, I started to buy me a meet and greet just like so come back there and cuss his ass out for doing it. I wouldn't be knocking on that passage like, man, you know better than this. You shouldn't even have it. You should have just said, we ain't going to do no meet and greet. <laughs> I can't believe some of y'all go up Y'all, first of all, wait a minute, hold on, Maxwell. Now this is where I'm getting on, Maxwell. First of all, Maxwell, you're getting away with no new album out in the streets, and he's going to do a meet and greet. With some plastic in between, and he's gonna take a picture, and then y'all, they, they, they photoshop the plastic out of it. <laughs> you gotta be a true ass. Fan. Let me tell you, shout out to the true ass fans who out there doing that. My ass ain't true like that. My ass be like, I'll be, I would pay for the ticket to go back here and talk shit to you. Put your ear close. I don't even want the pictures. Just give me the next two minutes so I can talk shit. How you gonna put charge all this money and for meet and greets, and I'm trying to do some plastic. I don't care about COVID. Damn that. Ain't no COVID. You ain't getting no COVID. COVID's like the cold now. You don't replace the common cold. Why is you over there on the charge me for this meet and greet and you got some plastic in between? <laughs> I like this shit. But I heard it at first. I heard this before. And I thought, I said, you're lying. Ain't nobody paying no for no meet and greet with no plastic in between. And then I saw this girl said, well, they iced out the picture. Like they, they, you take an actual picture, like where it looks like you're next to. Okay, what was that? Maxwell, <laughs> are you twindle swindling me? <laughs> you ain't twindle swindling me with the meet and greet. Because I don't do meet and greets. I don't believe that shit. But, well, it depends. I will do a meet and greet for Janet Jackson. Okay. I thought about a meet and greet for Maxwell. No, I don't want to. <laughs> 
I don't know. And my friends all say, why haven't you done a meet and greet for Maxwell? I said, I don't know. You know how you get this feeling in life about certain things? Like, you know, like, I just feel like a meet and greet, I shouldn't, I don't want to do a meet and greet with Maxwell. I would love to do a meet and greet with Janet Jackson because, you know, I cry with Janet Jackson. I don't know how I feel about Janet Jackson. Maxwell, I don't want to do meet and greet. And I don't want to pay for it. I wouldn't pay for it. I just, I don't feel like I should. I feel like, you know, I feel like I want to have an organic meeting with Maxwell. Like, I don't want to meet Maxwell through the meet and greet. <laughs> like, I'd like to be walking down the street one day and go, is that Maxwell? <laughs> I don't know why I feel that way. <laughs> but Janet, I don't want to have an organic meeting with. Hey, I, w- I would meet her through the meet and greet. And I'm sure she wouldn't put no plastic in between, right? So see, Maxwell get cussed out with plastic in between me. I mean, that man, that that is an Asian guy. He was so nice. He was so happy. He was just happy being in within a few feet. Not my ass. I'd be like, you got some plastic up right now? Are you about to take a picture with this plastic? Rude. <laughs> Maxwell be like, security. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, meet and greet, no. Mm-mm. I know a number of people who have done them. I just, no. <laughs> Particularly with the artist Maxwell. I just don't want to do a meeting with Maxwell. I've thought about it. I don't want to. I don't I don't know what it is. And I know it's my favorite. You're like, Carlotta, you're getting ready to go. You, you, not only did you just go to, <laughs> you just see the Dallas. You're getting ready to see, you saw him in St. Louis, and you're getting ready to see him in San Francisco. I know. God bless. God really. But I do not want to be a meet and greet. Even if I had paid, if I paid for a meet and greet, I probably wouldn't show up at it. I, I just feel like it's odd. But for that's just for me. I just, but I would totally do a meet and greet for Janet Jackson. That's the only person I'd probably do a meet and greet for. You know? I don't know. Don't ask me why. But I really wouldn't have liked it. But I did start to do a meet and greet when I found out about that class. And just to go back in and say, you know what? Y'all didn't even have to do meet and greet <laughs> with some plastic and some glass in between people. Shoot, y'all know ain't no more COVID. I, y'all playing out in these streets with this guy. You know COVID is You're going to have to live with that shit. Please. And they'll be doing this meet and greet shit for like plastic for the next two years. They're going to be doing, they're going to milk that shit. When I heard that, I was just—I thought that was funny. Okay, um, what else? I did get to go to—I got the chance to go to Maxwell's uh, 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 thing. I didn't get to go last time in Dallas, but I did get to go this time. And you know what? They had some really nice stuff. Can I say this Maxwell old hustle man? You know the hustle man that be selling around the arenas. Afterwards, Hustle Man was selling their shirts for like seven to ten dollars. That's what we call them, Hustle Man. We call the people who sell the they sell the they official. Listen, y'all need to ask Hustle Man to be doing shirts up for y'all. Now, the first Maxwell had, I bought the official official shirt for Maxwell. I'd like to have a jogging suit. I'm trying to think about that. Do I want that? Am I going too far? <laughs> but I was thinking about that. But but Hustle but Hustle Man afterwards. He sold me a shirt that was better than the one I bought for $35. Oh, 
console man showed me said, uh sold me a shirt with the whole tour on back of it with the picture of Maxwell and the Afro and Joe and Amy Hamilton, Hustle Man's t-shirts be bomb. Y'all need to be asking Hustle Man who we go to. Same thing in Dallas. Hustle Man's t-shirts is better in Dallas. And you know what the thing was? The only thing in Dallas why I didn't buy one from Hustle Man is because he wasn't, uh, he, he, uh, because I didn't have no cash. Well, Hustle Man's stuff be cheaper. <laughs> and it be better than y'all official shit. I don't know who's doing the official. Uh, I do like that concept of the jogging suits and the long time, but it's so plain. Hustle man should be on point. How y'all, y'all's uh, uh, official tour gear ain't as good as hustle man. I don't understand. You know, the only people's tour, official tour gear I have ever liked was two, two people. Janet Jackson, I loved her official tour gear. Oh, no, three people. Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson. She always has dope tour gear when you drive by. Frankie Beverly and Maze. Shit, this t-shirt be bomb, okay? And uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. You know why I like Jay-Z on the run tours? It's kind of plain, but I like the concepts behind it. So to me, I felt like they have some of the best. No, and Beyonce herself. Like, I've gotten two tour t-shirts, especially, you know, because back in the day, in B-Day, Prior to Sasha Fierce, I was, I love Beyonce. I was a big, y'all can't believe it. I know, I know. Beehive, calm down. I know, I know y'all like, what happened? You know what happened? Sasha Fierce happened. But I'm telling you, B-Day and Beyonce, when she's a musical, daddy and musical, oh, I was crazy about her. And her tour shirts, all her shirts was dope. And, you know, I didn't think Beyonce was no Janet Jackson, but I thought Beyonce was very, I love, I didn't think of her like a Janet. I think of her more as a sexy performer, burlesque type. But she, her shirts were always dope. Her, her and Jay-Z, the concepts behind them, always good. I, listen, I'm saying something nice tonight, okay? I'll probably when I go into, uh, when I get ready to go into uh, Hot Topics, y'all not going to like what I'm going to say. <laughs> so we're gonna be, I'm going to be nice tonight for a minute about Beyonce's show before I had to take into to Ramada in. Listen, she has some, most of her tour comps has been nice, okay? And those are the three artists I really like. Maxwell's concert, uh, uh, tour, I mean, you know, he, it's okay. It's okay, but Hustle Man do a better job than y'all. I'm just saying what it is. Hustle Man, y'all need to get with these Hustle Men out there and say, hey, can y'all help us with some design? Hustle Man had the whole tour on the back, the dates. <laughs> and Maxwell's official gear just had his name on the back. I'm like, picture in front with the brain. I'm like, Hustle Man's stuff is way better. I came out, Hustle Man's like, hey, I got, like, you just teach like $7, $7. I'm selling it for half the price. I'm like, seven dollars too. His t-shirt looks better than my $35. It was dope. It was dope. So I say that. I did need to say that. Y'all got to get better with y'all merchandise and y'all gear that y'all sell at these concerts because y'all charge a, a lot. First of all, y'all charging a lot for these concert tickets out here in these in high-ass inflation streets. But then y'all going to be charging for playing Jane uh, concert gear. When the hustle man is selling them for $7 and $10 and $20, $20 before the show, about $10 or $7 after the show. So you, you, you got patience and wait. 
after the show, hustle me and be having deals for you too. I'm like the official tour merchandise. <laughs> so that's what I'll say on that note, okay? Get y'all gear up. Talk to the hustle men, okay, out there doing they doing their job and, and make it better you, okay? So that is um my review of Maxwell's Maxwell at St. Louis. Uh I felt like uh he did a really great job. There is no night album. I do not understand that. I feel like that I feel like I'm being, you know, I feel like you get me, Maxwell. You ain't got no night album out here and you running these streets with your little cute self. Uh, uh, selling off his tour <laughs> with I'm in the zone. <laughs> I always look at the audience and see how they respond to dying. I'm in the zone. I think people be like, Do I like it or do I not like it? I think people be trying, you know, when you introduce new music, people don't know how to feel, you know, they don't know if they, you know, they're trying to feel like they like it and should I do it. I think it's still in the testing stages. Right, and I don't know if people have decided they really like that song or not. I've decided <laughs> I don't like it. Is that the shoot my shot? What is the shoot my shot? Shoot! I don't forgot the song. It's shoot shots and all that stuff. I don't. I don't forgot the words. Drink, pull down some shades, and drink some lemonade. <laughs> you have to release another song, dude. You know what? I think Maxwell, let me just explain this, though. I'm getting ready to go into this, and then I'm going to go into my it's the words. But what I will say is this. I think Maxwell has been trying us with night albums, with the night album for the last three or four years, the concept. I think, was Shane supposed to be on the night album? I have a feeling it was supposed to be. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Because Shane, I like Shane, but I didn't feel like it was worthy of single words. I don't know. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. I'm, I'm an honest person here. I want to help. I did not think Shane was saying, and then remember that song, the slow song about the end of the world? <laughs> now, that's a nice place to be, though, at the end of the world. To Maxwell Cross when he's singing to you. That's the that's only thing I thought about was nice. And I was like, damn, that's a nice place to be, waiting for the bomb to come get you. <laughs> but, however, I think, was that a tester of night? And nobody responded to it? See, because I'm wondering, he's been throwing out all these random songs, like it's like little random, like that random, what was that song? What was the name of that song? We never saw it coming. Yeah. I forgot all about it. The video was dope, though. I mean, it wasn't dope. I mean, I mean, it was scary. It's like he's psychic a little bit because to me, I feel like he's telling something that he should be a little psychic. I can see that. However, I, you know, I was wondering was he testing night? Now I look back at it and I'm going, is he testing songs off of night? Shane. And now I'm in the zone. Am I alone? I feel. <laughs> Are you testing this? So it's like right there to see if we're going to like them. Shane was decent. I like the concept. I feel like, 
sometimes artists like Maxwell, who are very creative, can come to some creative blocks. Like, you know, like they, here's what's going on. Even with Alicia Keys, I said this before, it was an almost album. Okay, it was an almost album. And there's some people out here who like Alicia Keys album. There's people out here going to celebrate it no matter what. But I'm going to be honest. That was an almost. There's, a, there's a several songs on that album. That La La song is okay. But uh, most of the songs on that other is another song she did with that guy. It's okay, too. But for the most part, Alicia Keys, it's, it's like she's struggling with finding what to say. She is And I feel like Maxwell struggles. And, but with Maxwell, I see something different. I'm wondering, it's like, you know, you know, I'm trying to think of his biggest hits. You know, we go with Urban Hanks, we Lifetime, Pretty Wings. <laughs> um, it feels like he was more expressive and creative in his energy bag. So sometimes when an artist is holding back like that, when they're when they're when I'm hearing songs that are half cooked or half baked, and you're releasing songs that you're you're, you're hoping you're throwing it to the wall and see if it sticks, doesn't mean that it's not good. It's not a good song, but I feel like like an artist is having a hard time expressing or getting out what they need to say or expressing themselves, and so. I'm wondering if that's what we're hearing with him because I, I, I feel like that maybe I've been with night I've been night knighted a couple of, a few times. <laughs> and maybe that's the thing. There's been a lot of singles that came out that were not catching on. And there are really deep singles. Listen, uh we never saw it coming as deep, but shit. Let me just tell you <laughs> I don't want to hear about no bomb coming, man. <laughs> Unless it's 1990. Like, Chris found a creative way to tell me if the world don't end. I was dreaming when I wrote this for Sue Me If I Go. I said, what's Sue Me If I Go Too Fast? But life is just a party and a party wasn't meant to last. I mean, it sounds like a great time. <laughs> Everybody's got a bomb. My mind says, prepare to fight. I mean, Chris knew how to sing about the end of the world. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the end of the world with it. It's slow, it's dreary, and the bomb is coming. I just don't think of Maxwell as that type of artist. And I'm like, shit. Marvin knew how to sing about the world coming, uh, 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 going through a spiritual decline. Mother, mother, the fortunity of a dying. I mean, he knew how, and I, I mean, I was, even though it's sad, I was encouraged. Makes me want to holler the way they do my life. I feel it. And so I'm wondering what is going on. Like, where are we? Where is the disconnect? Because I feel like he tried to throw out a couple of songs that were disconnecting to us. And so, and Maxwell's never done that. We never, I think we've never had him be, I feel like night is a disconnection. Did you expect night to be something? We've gotten a couple of concepts from him for night. One time he was saying night was going to be almost gospel-like, okay? And I was like, ooh, how's that going to go? 
<laughs> right? And so I'm wondering if he's realizing we're not going to probably buy into that concept. So here's my, my, just my observation. Get, get the trilogy out. Just get it out of the way. You need the trilogy completely out of the way. I feel like there's pressure on him as an artist to do the trilogy. And I know people like me. There's pressure from people like me going, where is Night? How you have Night 2 out here? <laughs> and no Night album. But I feel like the trilogy feels like a backup. <laughs> it feels like it's like it's, like it's, a, it's something that you're trying to create to end. You're holding on to a concept that maybe you came up with 20 years ago, but maybe you kept it too long. Release it and let it go to the wind, and then you can move on past whatever is blocking that beautiful, beautiful, creative, energetic flow that you have. Because I see it, but I'm like, what's blocking it? What are you holding in? What is going on? Because I feel like there's something going on where there's like there's some blockages. You know, because the song sound blocked. Shane sounds Shane sounds good, but I'm like, what is he talking about? We talking? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, Shane seems like I love Shane though. I love the concept of Shane more than I do. Uh, I don't know what he's seeing about though. I'm not. I mean, I don't understand. You know, feel no shame. Uh, like a like like a take off clothes off. You go through my phone. It feels like he's in a back and forth with somebody. I, it feels like he's, there's a stuckness going on, and there needs to be a release personally <laughs> so that we can write the flow can go better because I feel like the songs are stuck, and I feel the same way. And that's my ending. That's my review, okay? I, you know, not a, I don't know if anybody will ever hear this, but if y'all knew no message, so no, just don't release that shit. I mean, if you can't get past, sometimes it's that we got a concept in our head that was going to work five years ago, but it may not be working now. And you just let it go, let it go into the atmosphere and start doing the next project. Or, or wipe it clean and make night something totally different and get away from, well, he's stubborn. You can probably tell him if he's a stubborn ass. That's something you have noticed about life. Stubborn. So, yeah, it's, because he won't release these albums. You know, it feels like the more that we ask him to release, the more he holds on. So that's how I know you stuck. <laughs> you said, I'm going to just start saying, don't release that album. Nobody want to hear no night. We over it, man. Ain't nobody, people tired of that. See, and then he'll release it. <laughs> so that's an interesting thing that he's out here doing night and no night album. It is noticeable. I get it. Okay. So. Now let's go to my it's a word for the night, okay? I'm kind of late going to it's a word, but I hope you guys like my concept for it's a word. Uh, It's a word tonight is, you know, I feel like oftentimes that, what can I say this? My strange, obsessive, quirky personality takes me on some of the best adventures. <laughs> I can tell you guys, like some of the greatest adventures I've had, I've gone to do something that, you know, like I've gone to do something and I meet other things along the way. Like when I started this show back in 2009, Michael Jackson had just passed away. 
I remember having a discussion with Claudia Jordan, I think, on like that, that day on Twitter. Like, man, we, we were tweeting each other, and she was like, well, we were kind of shocked about it. But I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like, you know, Michael Jackson is dead, but it seems kind of weird because, like, it, I remember hearing, like, little wild stuff going on between Michael Jackson's and stuff. And so we decided, because I'm an odd person, and I entertain conspiracy theories. I, conspiracy theories. And let me tell you why I entertain conspiracy theories. Because a lot of times, uh, truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> Facts, right? So we, this show started on this quirky concept that could Michael Jackson be alive? <laughs> and it was a whole community of people who believed Michael Jackson was alive. Serious business. It's still that community still exists today. Facts. They're out here today. Okay. Uh, and I decided that I would do my podcast, start my podcast on this whole uh, go down this rabbit hole with everybody about Michael Jackson being alive. And let me tell you this. Well, we start off as, start off as a podcast that's having regular content. My, I think my mom was one time on here. It was a lot of people. But this quirky idea led me to this community that I never knew existed. I mean, it was, I met the coolest people from London, from uh, Sweden, from all over the world. And some of them I am still friends with to this day, okay? And they talk to me, they write me, everything. Still listen to the show to this day. And it was an odd, strange world of Michael Jackson that I got to go into, the rabbit hole of Michael Jackson. But it was so much, so much beautiful so many beautiful things I learned. And I felt like I found kind of a soul tribe in a weird sort of way. Silly, I did. You know, I like weird things. So I always know when I'm being quirky, obsessive, <laughs> a little bit uh, like doing lots of things, I always know that I'm on the hunt. Something good is going to come out of it because that's usually what happens. That's how this podcast came to be. Podcast came to be because, you know, I got obsessed with this theory about Michael Jackson. I was already going to start a podcast, but you guys obsessed really the theory of Michael Jackson was huge, and a lot of my listeners came from that that thing. So, uh, and it just spread out. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, Stephen has a couple of celebrities that's a good that time. I won't say their names, okay, but they were. So, uh, but it was, uh, it, it, why I'm telling you guys this is because Sometimes the most strange things where you think you're strange or different can lead you to some very, uh, you can go on a, a strange adventures that lead you to some uh, very powerful adventures in your life. And so I was thinking about this week, I was like, how I just, you know, like how I operate, I just went, you know, I went to this um, um this concert and stuff, and I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I I like that I I tend to meet communities of people. Like this, like for the last several years, I had to realize my mom and me were laughing. My mom was telling me the other night, she was like, you know, we were talking about the Maxwell me going to different shows or whatever, and she says, you know, 
I think that when you always get something more out of that, you didn't, you haven't really got the shows out of this. I'm like, no, it's not really about Maxwell. The truth is, when I went to Atlanta, the last thing really was, I mean, Maxwell was cool to see and everything, but it was what was dope about Atlanta when I went and I hadn't been in a while was that I got to see, we got to, I mean, you got to see how gentrification moves. And I got to talk to so many interesting people about, um, about what was going on in Atlanta and what had happened. And that happened because I was going there to do a concert for Maxwell, okay? And then even when I go to Vegas, I, I discover so same thing. And so now, like, I, sometimes the best adventures for me happen because of quirky incidences or quirky things, like me going to see Maxwell a hundred times or whatever. So in some ways, I feel like this is like sometimes a soul of interest for me. So what is my insta word today? My insta word is never be afraid of your natural inclinations. The things that you do that are naturally you, even if people think you're weird or strange or different, don't be scared of that. I mean, it's the very thing that can feed you. I don't know how many good things I've met I've met in my life off of the weird and the strange that I've done. <laughs> Even going to when I made the decision, I was uh trying to when I was going back to college and I made the decision I was supposed to choose between Spelman and Oral Roberts University. Now most people would have said, Go on to Spelman, girl and but I chose this strange place called Oral Roberts University and let me tell you it was one of the best journeys and adventures I have ever had in my life. I met lifelong friends, everything. And it was a be- it was beautiful because I decided, you know, I was going on some spiritual journey with you know, with God and in this spiritual journey. I think sometimes I was I, I thought I was going to school, but I really met some beautiful people who are in my life to this day. So what I'll say to you guys is that um, even though there are, they, I hope this makes sense. When I sometimes when I listen back to the show, it makes more sense to me when I'm talking to you guys about it. But let me just tell you, sometimes you could be going through things in your life, bad things, bad things, good things, whatever, and. Sometimes the quirkiest things or the strangest, your natural uh, habits and stuff can, if you just listen to your intuition, sometimes move with a little bit of, of um, I don't want to say reckless abandonment, but move with a little bit of more freestyle and free-spirited things, you will find some of the best learning adventures ever in your life and you can meet some of the most beautiful people in the most beautiful spaces and uh then you realize that it's not really about like it when I what I realized about the Michael Jackson shows when I after I had done them and they were super popular. I mean it was crazy. It was fun. Sometimes I I mean I mean I would have to do them sometimes back to back. I used to have it, it, it they were a lot of fun but what I learned Going on that adventure is was the so was the was the amount of people that I met that was so beautiful, and then it was the confidence I got from it because I realized you know what I could do a show, 
I can do it so I can put this all together. <laughs> right? Even though it was a weird concept and I was going down a weird rabbit hole, which I tend to do, but uh, I it, it was in this weird concept and weird place that I met the most encouraging people who would help me to uh, become more confident when I did podcasts and stuff like that. And it was that group that really embraced me and helped me to move forward in um, in the podcast. Man, <laughs> I'm credit to, oh, God, I don't really, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. So now I'm kind of going on this weird energy thing with my own life, just in various ways. Like, you know, I'm going back to, I'm finishing up my school. There's a lot of things. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of things I'm doing and I'm learning that sometimes things aren't about what you think they're about. You know, sometimes uh, things come, I mean, situations and, and, and quirky adventures and different things come into our lives to take us out of our comfort zone to help us discover something more uh, than the ordinary. And so I just want to encourage you guys to lean into your quirky, lean into the things that people think are strange, and allow yourself to be yourself. And I think it will take you on some of the most wonderful, beautiful journey ever. That's one of the things I learned this week because when I was in St. Louis, I had just, for those, that day, I had such a blast. I And I felt like I was, there was some sort of spiritual energy for it and reason for it, right? And I feel like now I know what that is. But I wouldn't have, had I, I started doing, I went to it because of a quirky infatuation or, you know, I love Michael or I love this and that. So sometimes your quirky, strange things can lead you into very beautiful things, very beautiful um meetings and moments and stuff like that. So don't be afraid, I guess what I'm saying is, of your strangeness, your quirkiness, and everything, because it can take you to some beautiful places with beautiful people, and uh, it can bring very beautiful uh, concepts and energy into your life. hope you guys get it, okay? And that is my it's a word, okay, for um, for this weekend, okay? So when I come back, I hope y'all got that it's a word, okay? So when I come back, we're going to talk about uh, Biden warns of food shortage. Lord, does this man ever have any good news? Y'all president out here in the streets, <laughs> okay? So... When I come back, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about, uh, what else? Um, yeah, talk about Jesse Smullett. You know, child, y'all know Jesse Smullett out of jail. Child, he done got released from jail. Crazy. We got to talk about the Oscars trying hard to bring back their appeal. Beyonce, y'all's queen, to perform at the Oscars. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, Will Smith talking about his entanglement, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the show a short show tonight because I just wanted to make sure I did the review with you guys and got some got some of the hot topics. 
but I will pick up the show again. I mean, you know, we still got a little bit of show there, but I will pick up. Uh, I may only do. I'm gonna do a few subjects going into the next hour, but it won't be a full blast like we normally do. So what I'll do is I'll pick up part two of the show this week. Okay, so you guys, so just know when we end the show tonight, I will do a part two sometime this week. <laughs> so meanwhile, let's go right into a little bit of music before I get into these other stories. Let's listen to. Uh, what did I want y'all to hear while we go on break? Let's listen to George Benson give you the night. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment.
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Okay, what's up, y'all? We are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. And you know what I decided? <laughs> this is weird. This is going to be a weird thing. I think I'm going to say part two. I think I'm going to say I got so much to talk to you guys about. But I'm feeling like this feeling that I should say, because we, we, I'm, I'm supposed to talk to you about Kamala Harris. There's a story I want to talk about. Sean Penn, Elon Musk, um, uh, Doja Cat this week, talking about she's quitting music. It's a lot of celebrities, a lot of women doing saying that. Jesse Smollett, uh, Matthew Knowles selling Music World, um, the Oscars, everything. I want to definitely uh, talk about all that. I just feel like I shouldn't talk about it tonight. <laughs> you know how you, this show is movie like that. But what I do feel like is that I want to, to, to leave you guys tonight with that concept a little bit more. I feel that in my spirit. Let me just say this, okay? Um, the last several years of my life, I have had some of the most wonderful uh, journeys, and God is still taking me on. I got a whole lot more journeys going, but I'm just saying that it um, it has really changed me, and I think it's because I've been more open to the concepts of who I am as a woman. I'm really just now at 49 becoming very comfortable with me, really am, and uh, I, I, there's so many uh as you grow older and stuff like that, there's so many mental and spiritual changes that happen in your life. But one of the things I love keeping in my life is spontaneity um, and being open to different things because you never know where something is going to lead you or where it's going to take you. Because I feel like my life is supposed to have intention, purposes, and goals. Sometimes we as humans, we get we can also get trapped in those things, and there's a sense of monotony, and we don't break out of that every time. So I love when I have random trips like this or random things like this, and it open because it begins to open me up spiritually to so many different things. Like to me, let me just say this: this trip to me wasn't just about going to a Maxwell house. It was great, fun, <laughs> but uh, to me, I had such a spiritual adventure that I got to talk to a girlfriend that I felt like I needed to talk to and that we hadn't spent a lot of time together for a while and it was beautiful and we had a beautiful magical time. She got encouraged and was like that. I'm an encourager so I be here. You know, I like to encourage people. I don't know if y'all noticed that on this show but yeah, that's what I do. But and I, so, and so I get a lot of energy from that. And so what I guess I'm trying to tell you guys, and I feel like I need to stress it again before I leave tonight, is that enjoy your life and the things that don't feel bad about what you are and what you like and what you like to do and, and everything. Because I'm telling you, be yourself to take you on some amazing, beautiful journeys, okay? And it can open up some some really powerful and meaningful doors for you. I hope I make sense. 
like you the, the quirky just the quirky aspects of you. If you you know, so a lot of times we as people try to hide those things. But I tell you, really in my life, every time that I've done something quirky or different or weird, it has led me to some beautiful uh, learning moments, a be- more of a beautiful sense of understanding about things. And it's also opened me up to uh, new experiences with new people and uh, new friendships, all kinds of things, okay? So um, I'm always grateful for those experiences. And that experience wouldn't happen if I just wasn't quirky and like Maxwell like that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's not, to me, it was ne- it's never really about that. It's Sometimes your quirky ideals and things like that can lead you to something much bigger. Like, you know, it's always funny because, like, I like going to the Essence Festival, but sometimes when I go to the Essence Festival, I always know it's more than, it's, it's, it's not just probably that I went to the Essence Festival. There's something there I'm probably coming there for, right? And so I always feel like everything is a journey or you, you, you'll be open to uh, beautiful adventures. Okay, I hope that makes sense to you guys, but that's where I want to close it for tonight. There's so much more I want to say on this, but I feel like, you know, here's the thing. I haven't quite learned this. I don't know. I haven't, I I, I, I don't, I don't think I've come into the, I don't know if I'm ready to give y'all a full lesson of this yet, but I feel like you guys can give it this part one of it. I feel like I should end it there, you know, for for me. Because part two of it is that mm, I'm not ready. I'll just say this. Part two can lead you your what I'll talk about is soul journey that you go on can lead you to some one I mean just I, I just can't say that enough. Wonderful things and places beyond what you can imagine. So uh, this week for me, and it's so funny because <laughs> I'm going to sound like this girl on Love After Lockup. But <laughs> this is, she always talks about, this is a show I'm watching Love After Lockup, and this is a girl on there who has a really damn good psychic. Her psychic is so damn weird. It's the MVP saying it's been coming true. And so she always like, my psychic says, well, in my case, is my astrologer said, I had an astrology thing done uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, a few months, a few, that's like almost a year ago. And it was, you know, talking about best places to be and stuff like that. And she gave me a couple of places that were very strange for me. And I was like, why there? Why, you know, or there, you know, about places that you should go, that you can go that will benefit what you want to do in life. And at the time when she told me those places, I kind of was like, oh, no, I would never, I'm not interested in that, or I don't feel like that. But let me tell you, one of those places that she talked about was St. Louis, and I'm telling you, I had this epiphany about all of this. I feel like this week, I feel like this week is being something, I mean, spiritual. And I think if I had not been open to my quirky, natural inclinations, not talk myself out of those things, I would have missed it. (laughs) 
missed out on something really, really good, okay? So that's what I want to encourage you tonight. And that's what I'm going to end the show with. We ain't going to do hot topics tonight, but I'm going to encourage you with this. Don't knock your natural inclinations and your natural things that sometimes you're going, oh, no, you know, you, where you feel this, like, I would love to do something like this, or I would love to do something more with the, more in my nature. A lot of times, I'm not talking about it now. If you got a crazy nature, I'm not talking about doing nothing crazy, but I'm just saying that sometimes be open to the things that you are naturally um, drawn to or naturally moved towards because in that, it may seem like it's about one thing, but there could be lots of other things in there for you. Hope y'all get it. I hope y'all get it. And I hope I sound right. I'm going to have to go into business with this show afterwards. But that's what I'm going to end the show tonight on. Okay? We're going to do hot topics. I'm going to come back. I'll probably do hot topics probably maybe Monday. No, Monday is the day I got to go back. I have to, I'm, I'm, we, we have this place we're working on and stuff. It's, oh, let me tell y'all about this, too. Even with this going on, I'm, I'm doing this play at school, and I've been doing lighting concepts and stuff, and I'm the lighting director and lighting designs and stuff. And I tell you, I go in there into that class. You know, t- 10 years ago, had somebody said to me, hey, do lighting, I would have freaked out. <laughs> I would be like, no, I can't do that, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm just, but I go into that class. I go into that that um, this practicum. It's a teaching practicum for the, the arts, and I go into it open, open to learning, open and open to my natural inclinations. And let me tell you, it has been such a great journey for me. And it's so funny because in my women's theater class, the same week that I went in for where I started doing. Uh, get more intense into the light and design. We do uh, a reading on a one, one of the first women lighting designers in um, in the theater. And I was like, wow, how encouraging is this? It just merged it all together. Why? Because I was open. <laughs> I was like, I am, I was, op- I was finally open. I wasn't so closed up and I wasn't so fearful to things, but I was open to learning and my natural inclination to want to learn, you know what I'm saying, and not pull myself back because of fear and not being afraid to look stupid. I, you know what I feel like? I can be a silly, silly girl sometimes, and I like that. And the older I get, sometimes you have to be not be afraid to look crazy, okay, not be afraid to look stupid. Sometimes journeys will require you to go on things that will make you look to others like, what? But when you go on, then bless us on some way. And so with this class, I've been going in, and I was so open, and I've learned so much. And the synchronicity of it all just is flowing. And I love it. Okay? And it's nothing like when you when synchronicity meets openness. <laughs> so many beautiful things happen. So I guess I want to encourage you guys with that this week. I hope you, as you go into your week, I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope you guys are understand what I'm saying about being open to yourself and to 
the strange ideas and the strange behaviors or the strange uh, habits that we may have because sometimes they lead to really, really great things. And that's it for tonight. I'm going to end this night like this, okay? So, part two, show. Part two. We're going to talk about, we got so much time. We're going to talk about the Oscars, Beyonce at the Oscars, singing. She's going to sing Be Alive. Okay, she's going to perform Be Alive. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, uh, let me pull up my notes here. Will and Jada, the entanglement. You know, Will had that interview. I missed it. I, I wasn't talking to y'all last week. I didn't have a show last week. But, when Will had the interview with Gail King, and he said, that, you know, he was basically saying they, that uh, there's never been infidelity between him and Jada. I was like, didn't I just talk about this on the red table time? <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Wendy Williams being back in the news and what's going on with Wendy. <coughs> Excuse me. Holly Berry is in love with Van, uh, the, the R&B singer. I mean, we're talking about her her heartfelt tribute to boyfriend Van Hunt after her inspiring Critics' Choice Award speech. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about Bow Wow having an emotional, you know, hey, yeah, you having these emotional things, Tyrez. They just saw news about Jermaine Dupree. Elizabeth. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about Naomi Osaka and how it's okay when you're tired and you can't handle it to get, it's okay to get out the Get out the kitchen when the heat's too hot. Can't stand the heat? Get out the kitchen. It's okay. And this is no diss to her. It means she can't stand the heat right now. Playing, playing tennis, being a moneymaker in tennis, and all the things that it comes with. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, I kind of want to touch on, I hope I can remember this, to touch on how that when has we moved, and that's me too. I've been places where I've been pressured. Has we moved up the ladder, preparing your mind for the new concepts and new things that you have to embrace? And sometimes I think Naomi is having a hard time um, accepting this new concept around her as a tennis star, okay? And what all that entails and the price that you have to pay to do that, okay? We're talking about that. Uh, we're talking about uh, Matthew Noel selling music world. Uh, the Royals getting a rude awakening from from uh, uh, about the about uh, reparations and things like that in the uh, on, uh, in the um, in the Bahamas and stuff like that. There's been a lot of criticism against the Royals, and then we're talking about Doja Cat. Uh, quitting music. So those are all the things that I want to gather on part two, okay? So you guys, I want you guys to have a wonderful night. I hope you think about what I said. I wanted to leave it on that because I feel like it's so important. Maybe it's for somebody. Maybe if it's just one person out here, I want to encourage with that. I hope it encourages you. I'm going to leave tonight with one of my favorite, it's not one of my favorite songs, I always say, don't disturb this group is what is like my favorite song. She would say, you have a favorite song? I say, yes, don't disturb this group. <laughs> I've loved that song since I first heard it in the 90s, okay? Then I think next would be P.M. Don. There's a couple of songs I like by P.M. Don. 
he had a David Altice on his gear, but there's another one, an old one they they did a long time ago. I forget the name of it. But yeah, I'm accounting that one part. I like some real odd songs. So we're gonna end this night with one of my favorite songs. Don't decide this is you. It is the CC Show, guys. Thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at Carlotta72. That's the one Twitter side. But the active Twitter side is C Chatwood Show, okay? So those are my Twitter accounts. You can also hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can DM me if you have any questions. Y'all don't be shy about that. There's something you want to say. Uh, you can also hit me up on um Instagram at Carly's underscore galaxy. And um that's it. We're gonna see Facebook, yeah, that Facebook, everything. All right, so we're leaving tonight with Don't Disturb this group. Y'all have a good one. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful blessed uh, rest of your weekend. I will see you this week for part two of the show and we'll talk about that. Talk about the, all those topics. God bless then, okay? Leaving out, don't disturb this groove, the system. I'm Carlotta. See y'all. <laughs>